first guest is a great man. He's, I think he's heading off to Sydney to watch the Chariots of Fire, one of Harness Racing's biggest dancers. I speak of Adam Hamilton. Adam, good morning to you, mate. Um, first of all, I thought it would be fitting to pay tribute to our great mate uh, on race card on this Saturday morning and Dean Lester. I know that you were really close to him. You worked with him for such a long time. Um, and he's going to be sadly missed, mate. But his legacy, if I've said this on a few occasions over the last 24 hours, um, will live on forever because of the work that he did. Yeah, certainly will. Uh, certainly will, Gareth. Um, good morning to you and Miles and all the listeners. Um, look, there's not a lot I can add from um, from the wonderful tributes that uh, yourself and many others at SEN and, and across a, a broad spectrum of media outlets have um have afforded Dean since his um, since his passing. Um, just a, a an absolutely wonderful human. Um, had that the rarest and and most special of qualities where he'd rather do someone else a favour than uh, um, than do something that was going to be you know particularly beneficial for him. And it's an incredible quality, and it, it stood with him all the way through, and it stood with him through decades of uh, of adversity with his health as well. And you know, I don't think there's many times I saw him where he didn't have a smile on his face despite all the battles that he fought. And um, and the legacy, as you mentioned, that he leaves for racing is uh, is quite unique. I'll, you know, forever treasure the 15 to 20 years or so we had. Um, me, often with savage hangovers on a Sunday morning, <laughs> getting up early to do correct weight. Yes. Um, and I think I describe him as the voice of reason. He was the human of reason during, um, well, just so we say, an explorative... Uh, a phase of my life and career, if hey, you put it that way. Mind you, and I never like got the opportunity to party with Dano, but they tell me he could give it a shake. Oh, he certainly could. Yes. Yeah, no, he certainly could. Um, <laughs> he certainly could, uh, particularly early on, no doubt about that. But um, but un- unlike perhaps myself and and you and a few others, um, Dino. Dino had a better gauge of when to turn on and off, yeah. let's put it that way. And so. you worked on both sides of the fence in administration as a, as Dino's manager there when you are at Tab Corp and worked with him there at RSN 927. So what was the difference between, say, others compared to Dean Lester? Oh, look, I, um, I just think that, you know, what, what, what you see and what the public saw of Dean is exactly what you had to deal with. And, you know, we all know that uh, a lot of people probably work hard on portraying a public image and they, that may not necessarily 100% be them behind the scenes, but it certainly was with Dean. And, um, you know, I, yeah, look, I, I feel I feel almost silly to say that, you know, that at one stage I was managing Dean because there was no managing to do. There was no hard discussions. There was, there was just mutual respect and any time it came round to you know, to doing contracts or agreements or anything like that. It was it was pretty simple from Dino. He said, mate, I trust you. You do what, what you think's right and I'll sign off on it. And, um, you know, when you have that mutual respect, um, it's, you know, it's it's a pretty special thing. But, look, this is not about me. It's not about anyone else. It's about remembering the, you know, the, the great contribution that he made, not only to racing, but so many individuals' lives along the way, Gareth. He... Uh, um, and I can't emphasise that enough. That yeah. he, you think of the time that Dean would have spent every day doing something for someone else, not himself. And everyone used to ring him up, and as Hamish McLaughlin said, um, 
He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do now because I used to talk to Dino for half an hour a day because you knew that he would answer his phone. Um, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the, just the, the spectrum of things you'd talk to him about as well. You know, like, I, you know, when you talked about I managed him, well, not really. Like, I probably rang him more often than not to say, mate, if you were in my shoes, how would you handle this? You know, and, yeah. and, and that, whether you're an apprentice jockey, a senior jockey, a trainer, an owner, a... You know, a businessman, whatever it might be, I can imagine so many other people had those same sort of conversations. You know, the catch cry that Hamish and Channel 7 were saying last week was, who's Dino like in this? Um, my catch cry was like, Dino, how do I handle this? Yeah, yeah. He was a man of reason. There was no doubt about that. Um, I wonder what Dino would be doing with Nature Strip today. First of all, before I get your opinion, Adam, and Ladbrokes are betting, what, 215 with the champ so far. Um, ahead of the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. This is what his managing part owner, Rod Lyons, had to say about the chances of his champion, Nature's Trip, first up today. It's been all positive from that point of view. His trials and jump out in Sydney, his jump out at Melbourne, his enthusiasm, his demeanour, his action, his breathing, it's all terrific. He, they couldn't be happy with him. Um, James has been riding him in work and Stewie, who rides him all the time, they're saying he's as good as ever now. As you say, he's an eight-year-old and he's going to war again on, on Saturday. He races against the best every time he goes out there. He gives his best yeah. and he'll do that on Saturday. But he's showing no signs of uh, of any battle fatigue at the moment. Are the Ladbrokes traders going to let us on? Well, they're letting us on at the moment. He's $2.10. Okay. But what price do you think he'll start, Adam? And do you think he'll win? Uh, I do. Um, I've tipped him, um, but I'll be watching the first 100 metres extremely closely because if you think back to his two defeats in this race, and in fact a number of defeats throughout his career, it's when he's got a bump or he's been tightened up and he's been thrown out of his rhythm early. Um, we know he's a horse that needs to get into... into He needs to be in the right head space and the right breathing patterns, and that's the one little concern from barrier one, but but we've got J-Mac, you know, and yeah. J-Mac, like, he'll find a way not to be not to be bumped or buffeted or tightened up. But then again, you know, like, you've got Marabi and Cool and Gatter will be coming out on roller skates and, um, and you know, they may or may not get across him. I, I don't think J-Mac would want to get into an absolute war in the first 200 metres. It's, it's more about just not being cluttered up and not getting the horse into a into a mental position where he just starts to to panic a little bit because we've seen when he does, he that's when he's a little bit vulnerable at the end of his races, when he can't get into that great breathing pattern of his early and then produce those incredible sections from the from the six to the four and the four to the two to put the race beyond doubt. You take him on, Milo, or uh, backing well, him? Look, I, I think the scratching of rocking horse is a big one. And... and Everything that Hamo just said, I agree with wholeheartedly. But I, I had a rocking horse going to the inside rail from two, and if Nature Strip just half misses it, then that then had to tuck in behind, right? So I, I'm, I think the scratching probably helps him. Um, but at the even money, I mean, he wins fifty four percent of the time. I'm happy to have a bet outside of him, and if I get beaten, I get beaten. And for that reason, I'm just going to have a bet um, each way on Cool and Gatter. Okay. Um, and so if I get beaten, I get beaten at even money, but uh, Cool and Gatter's a play for me. And Sam Williams from Little Avondale Stud reporting that Rock and Horse just knocked her leg, so they didn't want to take any 
risk with her. She'll be going around hopefully in the Oakley Plate next week. Adam Afcab in a dollar fifty-five with Lad Brokes. Osipenko seven fifty, but you can get a dollar ninety the place for the Waller Train three-year-old. Would you prefer to back Osipenko the place than Afcab in the win? Uh, yes. Um, just just one thing quickly back on the. Uh, the Lightning. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting a monstrous run from I Wish I Win. It wouldn't okay. surprise me, despite what we've seen from the horse so far, it wouldn't surprise me if he's got another level to go to this campaign when you consider how far he came in a short time. So can he win over a 1,000? I don't know, but um, I reckon this is going to be a monstrous campaign for You're, I Wish I Win. And so, you get the A, yeah, let's be honest, you get the A set from yeah. PG Moody. <laughs> Oh, well, A plus. I, I wish I did. Yeah, and, I wish I did. And what a, I, I, sorry, sorry, mate. Just quickly with um, Bella Nipotina because she's basically your horse these days because she is representing Ladbrokes in the Quokka. I'm with it in the Quokka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I think she, I think she's going to be really well suited for the Quokka, and you know, just. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know this from the stable, but everything sort of says to me that she'll just come on a lot from this run. And, and I think this is a little outside her comfort zone. I'm expecting a good run. I'll be pleasantly surprised if she can win. But for me, it's about getting a, a really good run under the belt and then stepping up from here into, uh, into the other good races here before she heads over to Perth. But absolutely stoked to be teaming up with her. Yes, I want to be on Osipenko a place. I think he'll really close the gap on Afcab, and I don't know whether he can beat him today, but it wouldn't surprise me if he beat him deeper into this campaign. Um, I, I think he's a really special horse, Osipenko, and those who saw him in the yard said, nope, not first up, he's not wound up. Um, I'm tipping you'll come on a lot and get a hell of a lot closer today. Hey, Hamo, I am doing everything I can to get that track watered over there in Perth, because if it's a five or worse, uh, Bella Nipotina is a moral in the quokka. Yeah. Moral. Yeah, it's Probably it's it, yeah. Look, they can get a little bit of rain that time of year. I might have to get over there. Yeah, go dancing, it. Hamo. Go dancing, Hamo. It hasn't rained in April in Perth the last twenty years. <laughs> well, that's true. You you did live there. I'm trying to I'm trying to be glass half full, Gareth. But anyway, so uh, hey, and what about um? So you're right. I'm at the airport about to head up to Sydney too. I'm sim- I'll be honest. I'm going simply because Captain Ravishing is going. Well, you um, had him. Who had him scratched? Yeah. Well, that's. Oh, <laughs> Caused me a bit of angst. Um, look, I'm, <laughs> Tab, Tab had him. I saw Tab had him scratched, and and I um, I called Emma Stewart, um, the trainer, and said, uh, I hate making these calls, but is he okay? And she goes, uh, I'm with him. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, so I caused massive stress in the camp. Um, but anyway, the bottom line is he's running. It just adds to the theatre of the race in some ways, I guess. But I could have done without that to start my day, guys. I had about 100 text messages and our text message line went off. And Gareth, Captain Ravishing scratched. What are you doing? And I'm thinking... Um, then I looked at the some of the the the, um, the betting agencies, and he's scratched. And then I get on the phone and um, trying to get onto Hastavia, and he didn't have a clue what was going on. My mail was so. And then I saw your tweet and just retweeted it. So... There you go. Um, what, like, it, does he lead Adam? And if he leads, I reckon there'll be pressure into that first bend because people need to cross, or the drivers need to cross Captain Ravishing to give themselves a chance. That means I'll go lickety split that first quarter. But if he holds up, what time can he run? Yeah, oh, look, I've got no doubt he's a one. He, he's a he's an Australasian slash world record potential horse, no doubt about it. Now whether it plays out that way tonight or 
hopefully we get to see it in the Miracle Mile in a couple of weeks as well. But I've got a theory at the start tonight. Um, as much as they're talking tough about we will lead and he's got the gate speed, I don't think he needs to. In no. fact, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Mark Pitt just came out and let he's a, he's a son, son of a gun, gun. And, or, yeah, and or catch a wave, get across at the start. And then he'll, he'll just mooch move around and get the front off either of those. Like, oh, there's no chance either of those would hold him. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, maybe catch away, there's some thought in their mind. But um, but I can't imagine anyone would want to hold him out if Mark Pitt gave him one on the one on the rump and just came yep. and launched. So I, I actually... That, look, it's my theory. I don't know they'll do that. I mean, they're saying they, they'll lead and lead easily. So, look, either way, I think he's just too good for these horses where he's at at the moment. We're talking about a horse who's... A dollar seventy-five or a dollar eighty to win a Miracle Mile. If he can't win a Chariot to Fire, bar, barring bad luck, um, he's certainly not going to win a Miracle Mile. So um, it's interesting, Gareth. I mean, I, I sort of sat down during the week, and a lot of people have been saying to me, "How good is he?" I'm not going to say how good he is because time will tell us that. But how exciting is he to yeah. me is the question. And I don't think I've been as excited about the emergence of a horse since Christian Cullen came across from New Zealand and won the Miracle Mile 25 years ago. he He's oozed charisma. This horse oozes charisma and excitement. And if ever there's been a horse the sport needs to be a megastar, mm-hmm. and he'll get his chance to do that over the next six months, it's Captain Ravishing right now. I've, I've had three racing journos ring me up and had a good chat to me for half an hour or so, writing articles on Captain Ravishing. Um, and depending on the journal, one says, well, Leap to Fame is better than Captain Ravishing. I'm thinking, how good's this? You're going to have a duel in this Eureka where you've got two stars taking on each other that could be just two complete champions out of the box. Um, and even like Catch a Wave, I've got a lot of respect for. So it's hard. Yeah. And the three-year-old's coming up, Gareth. Like the Lost Storm looks as though he could be absolutely yeah. anything. Now, I know it's going to be hard for the three-year-olds to beat the older horses, but... They do get a preferential draw, don't forget, and that's a big advantage when it comes to um, when it comes to the Eureka and school captain. He's had a little setback, but he looks to be really good too. So um, it's a terrific crop of horses, and you know, for for all of the the split opinions on how good a thing the Eureka is for harness racing, it's had a dream introduction, hasn't it? This is yeah. going to be a glorious six months of build up because. Yeah, you I mean, tell me a greater fame, race this century. You, you tell me a greater yeah. race this century than what the Eureka will provide. Like, are we going back? No, it, I can't remember one, can uh-huh. you? I, no, I can't. I mean, that's on the proviso, obviously, that that Captain Ravishing keeps winning and yeah. Leap to Fame will keep winning because he's just... It, it's fascinating the different approaches, isn't it? The old school Grant Dixon playing at low key, foregoing a chance at the Chariots of Fire and Miracle Mile to to do his own thing up in Queensland and, and be almost single focused towards the, the Eureka. Whereas the Captain Ravishing team, they've got him up and going. They think the world of him and they're just going to try and grab what they can now. And then I suspect he'll go into Cottonwall after this, so Gareth. I don't think he'll travel to Queensland in the winter. I think after the Miracle Mile, all things going well, they'll probably take him back home and focus his preparation down there before before they uh, aim towards the Eureka on September 2. My, if he was my horse, because the Eureka's come into play, I would 
I wouldn't go to the Miracle Mile. He's he's probably going to win the next three or four. But I've seen a lot of four-year-olds get their heart broken going 147, 140. Um, you could go high 146s tonight um, and then back up and try and beat the older horses. Um, it's a really good it's, it's, it's a really good point you make. I mean, four-year-olds, look, there's, here's, the, here's the split dynamic of it. Four-year-olds, good four-year-olds invariably run extremely well in the Miracle Correct. Mile. They either win or they run great, great races for, for minor placings. But what does it take out of them? That's yep. the question. So, um, But we are talking about the, the the champion stable in harness racing at not the moment a, in Emma Stewart and Clayton Not Tonkin. in open class, mate. They've, 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 and I love Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, but they have broken horses' hearts when they've got to open class in a way. Yeah, they're like yeah, they don't I, need I, to go to the Miracle Mile this year. They can win the Eureka and then win the next three Miracle Miles. I think they, like, the way Luke McCarthy looked after King of Swing, I think's the perfect example. Yeah, it's uh, the thing is, if he comes out and absolutely jogs in tonight, yeah, can you really say no to a one million dollar race in two weeks' time? No, that's a good like, point. A, yeah, it's an incredibly hard thing to say. It's probably. It's a little easier for you and I, and, and I'm, I'm agreeing that what you say makes a lot of sense. But oh, I'll tell you what, it might not make quite as much sense if you and I owned Harp Beach and, and we had to sit down and have breakfast on Sunday morning and yeah. go, nah, bugger the million, we're waiting for a race in September, <laughs> you know? Because September's a long way away. Yeah. A long way away and things can go wrong, can't they? I know you've got to catch that plane. We could speak all day. I tell you what, Cobby and Quinn, they've had the King just arrive and... Um, I think this is one of your first times. You've been a special guest as a cameo on Race Card, but um, might have to lock up the boss for a permanent spot here on Race Card. You just straighten it Mate, right up. I'm, I'm preferred to talk to the boss. <laughs> it's a preference. It's too much nonsense with the others. And so I, I actually met you. I actually met you, Gareth, with Hamo at the casino. Yep. Remember the what, first time? It was about one thirty in the morning. Wasn't it, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd had a couple. What a shock! Yeah, yeah I was... remember what I said about. Remember what I said, guys, about Dino working out a little earlier than us about when to switch on and off. Yeah, we still haven't, have we? No. <laughs> and Quinny, Quinny's just texted through and said Adam's first lie for the day um, at eleven oh six a.m. He's never had a hangover. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't i don't know about that guys but anyway good on you brother hey enjoyment angle tonight I, i'm i'll be watching and hey by the way our man mickey harvey he was two from three last week this is his moldy adam see if you agree peaceful race three number five race five number two tay tay race seven number one captain ravishing and race eight better zip it um twelve dollars mm. that multi yeah, it's look. It's it's interesting that peaceful Kalua flyby clash will be an absolute ripper in the first heat of the Oaks. So, uh, but yeah, peaceful's been backed off the boards. Not many better judges than Mickey. I'll uh, I'll look forward to seeing him up there tonight. But your man Georgie Alphonse is waiting for me at the airport to drive me out. So I'll say hello from you, Gareth. Yep. Great to be on with you too, Miles. Uh, good to chat, Hamo. As good always. On you. Thanks, Hamo. There's Adam Hamilton there.